Hello, everybody. Uh, hello, Spuds. And everybody else. Uh, this is the Spud Flex Podcast. I am Jesse White here, and I'm joined, as always, by my tag team partner, not only in life, not only on this podcast, but, uh, well, I, I guess that's about sums it up. Uh, forget that opening line. But here he is, Dijon Mustard himself, Dathan John. What's up, dude? <laughs> you, you're going for like a Matt Riddle uh, intro there. <laughs> What's bro. up, bro? What's up, bro? Bro. <laughs> Who has the better bro, Vince Russo or uh, Matt Riddle? Oh, Matt Riddle for sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like, yeah, I mean, it's even though Russo started doing it first, I feel like he, he he's far been surpassed by uh, yeah. Matt Riddle. R- Riddle has perfected it. Yeah, I mean, it just seems like with Matt Riddle, it just seems cool, but with Ben Truso, it just seems like he's uh, he's reaching for something, you know? I mean, probably whenever Vince Russo was doing it, it was, like, the cool thing. But, like, for today's generation, oh, it's like, okay, it's Matt Riddle. He's oh, in. Vince sure. Russo's out. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Absolutely, man. Well, uh, but anyways, um, so here we are again. It's been a little bit. You know, apologize to everybody about that. We're just still trying to figure out our schedules over here. So, but constantly changing. Constantly changing. Like uh, the, the wrestling landscape, just like anything, I guess. Uh, but uh, yeah, um, so the uh, the last time that we got together, um, we were kind of ringing in the new year. Uh, so far, has, um, you know, we're about, so we're recording this on uh, Friday, um, the 22nd, for anybody that's listening. Um, what has the first uh, three weeks of uh, January? What, what's it been like for you? Man, just constantly going back and forth to work. Um, and that's about it. Work, work, work. work. I, haven't had time. I haven't had time to do... I mean, I've started a little bit on doing uh, some recording stuff. But other uh-huh. than that, it's just been work. Well, what about shit. you, my tag team partner? I'm tagging you in. <laughs> it's your turn. Ah, okay, what okay. Has the the hot first tag. Three weeks brought you. <laughs> I got you. Hot tag. Um, man, just uh, you know, work. Uh, you know, um, working on different projects. You know, uh, watching wrestling as always. Keeping up with MMA. Um, you know, just uh, that's about it. You know, just uh, living life. You know, um, doing doing what doing what we do out here. We live such interesting lives. <laughs> I suppose so. About what, about what we're constantly doing. Uh, yeah, that or they want to hear us talk about uh, shit on their favorite wrestlers. Um, talk about <laughs> the one, you know, talk about our favorite wrestlers. You can't yeah. talk about a nigga like that. <laughs> yeah i mean basically yeah that's kind of you know it, it it's funny because it's you know and this isn't the well you know who goes to shit this is i guess the shit on whoever you know if you take it that way but um uh you can always tell um with somebody whenever you know because like uh earlier today i was wearing a, my daniel bryant shirt you know the planets champion shirt which, by the way, I think that run as Daniel Bryant, the, the uh, environmentalist, the planet's champion, when he had the wooden and him built, that's yeah. fucking, yeah, yeah, he had the all black ring best singles run. For sure, man, that was yeah, and that uh, those ma- that match he had with uh, Kofi at that that year's uh, Mania was uh, that's top notch, yeah. man. Like, like that whole build up in general for that match, yeah. it was so, like because at the Royal Rumble, we're all like. Especially me, you know, I was like, oh, Kofi's going to get it. Kofi's going to get it. And then yeah. Dan and Brian won. I was like, no. I was super, super <laughs> heated for that. I was like, just put the belt on Kofi. I don't want to wait till Mania. Oh, yeah, for sure. But, but yeah, it, it paid off, man. But, um, yeah, so, um, um, but uh, I was wearing my Planets Champion Daniel Bryant shirt. And uh, somebody, you know, somebody at work came up to me. They were like, yeah, man. They said, uh, yeah, um, you know, um, um, you know, I just ordered my uh, my Kenny Omega shirt, 
but they're like, uh, yeah, man, uh, you know, I've been, uh, you know, um, I'm a huge Inner Circle fan. And it's like, okay. Like, you can, like, either, it's either the Inner Circle, uh, Orange Cassidy, um, um, Kenny Omega. Sometimes they'll have, like, a Bullet Club shirt, or sometimes they'll have, like, a, uh, a New Day shirt. But you can always tell. Because, I mean, like, you know, I've been watching wrestling since I was a kid. You know, I've gone back, watched the old stuff, and you know, with NWA, rather. You know, world-class championship wrestling, you know, the territory wrestling, you know, all that's whatever. And, you know, I'm not a snob by any means. But you can always tell when people want to come up to you and talk wrestling. And if you talk anything other than WWE or AEW, they're kind of lost. You know what I mean? Like wait, what? Yeah, they're like, huh? It's, it's either it's either that or they're like too into it, and they're like, man. So who do you think is going to win this Wednesday night war? You know? And I'm like, <laughs> I, I don't like when it like when it first started. I was like, okay, yeah, AEW is gonna because whenever AEW first came out, I was really like sour about how WWE was just doing things in general. Uh, I was like, man, I hope I hope AEW cancels. Uh, WWE and they're the forerunners of everything. And then Mies got to thinking that it really shouldn't. I mean, obviously, there's going to be the competition of like, you know, who gets the most views and all that. Mm-hmm. But in reality, it's just it's just a great time to be a wrestling fan. I mean, we have we have all these different promotions that we have at our fingertips. Just watch all these new shows coming out and mm-hmm. new wrestlers signing different. Um, brands and so i think i don't think it should be more of a competition it you know it should just be like oh well we're wrestling fans and so we're just getting more wrestling for us to watch oh yeah absolutely man that's that's what i try to tell people who are like who are like you know into the whole wednesday night war stuff Mm -hmm. yeah man it's um it's always interesting because it's um you know, because uh, uh, I think wrestling, especially in the last probably, I'd say, three or four years, it's probably gotten even more popular, <clears throat> you know, than it has been. Uh, maybe maybe since the, like, the Attitude Era or maybe since, like, even before that, like, the Territory Days. Um, you know, so there, there's just so much content out there. There's AEW, there's uh, WWE. WWE has, you know, Raw and SmackDown. They have uh, NXT. Then there's NXT UK. Um, you know, and then um, AEW, you know, of course, has put out a solid product. Uh, you have, you know, Ring of Honor, you have uh, NWA, you know, so you have all of these, and, and then just a wealth of other wrestling companies, you know, where they've made, um, they made some uh, uh, very interesting strides um, mm-hmm. during the pandemic. So it's like the, the, uh, the, the product is, you know, it's getting better and better. And of course, you're going to have your goofs, you know, you're going to have your, uh, Whatever the hell WWE is doing these days, but uh, every now and then they'll uh, they'll put together a comparable storyline or a match. Mm-hmm. But it's um, I hope with crowds and stuff it only gets better. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because um, yeah, I really oh wait, I didn't oh no no, no sorry to interrupt you. No, I interrupted you. <laughs> That's my bad. I thought I thought you was done. Skype kind of glitched you a little bit. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, I, I was just saying, you know, um, so yeah, I, I fully agree. It's a, uh, it's a great time to be a wrestling fan and, uh, yeah, for sure. Oh, wait, what, uh, oh, I don't know what I was going to say now. That's all right, man. That's uh that's why you should never drink the bong water. You, uh... Okay. No, I, I didn't, I didn't know what I was going to say. Oh, okay. I like how these companies are like, um, not necessarily like forging together to make like. Uh, you know, like a super company, but you know how they're like, how they've been doing with how like AEW's been sending you know Kenny Omega over to Impact, and um, I don't know, I think they're called the Good Brothers now. Um, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. over to AEW and kind of just you know having some people come over here and wrestle, and you know, vice versa. And then what's your name from? I believe it's AAA Wrestling, the women's champion mm-hmm. down in mm-hmm. Mexico came up to AEW, did some stuff there. So I like that they're, you know, kind of sharing the product, you know, and it's just giving the wrestling fans, you know, something more to enjoy. 
Oh, for sure. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like a, uh, it's a beautiful exchange because, you know, like, like you had mentioned is, you know, you'll see Kenny Omega and he'll, he'll go over to, you know, he'll show up on impact. And then you have impact, you know, their tag team champions, the good brothers, they'll show up on AEW, um, you know, and then, uh, you know, the triple A, you know, um, triple A will send some of their uh, talent. So, yeah, so it, it, it's pretty cool that those, all those companies can all work together, you know, and all those companies can, um, kind of share the, uh, share the, uh, uh, what is it? The share the spotlight a little bit, but you know, um, I think the, uh, the main, you know, the one that looks, uh, the company that looks the best, um, out of that exchange is, it's gotta be AEW. You know, they're the, out of the three, they're, they're, they're probably the biggest company, I guess, in North America anyways. Um, you know, and of course with, uh, Tony Khan and, uh, their investors, they have the, uh, the bigger, uh, bank account, you know, so the, and, 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 uh, more people probably know AEW than maybe, uh, at this point, maybe impact wrestling or, uh, AAA or ring of honor. So, um, I like it, man. I, I mean, I, I'm very interested to see how that relationship's going to unfold. Um, mm-hmm. unfortunately for things like that, sometimes those things don't work out. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's kind of more of a wait and see. And I, and I like that approach of pro wrestling more so to like WWE, what they're doing, because WWE just kind of seems to a lot of their top stars or more or less cookie cutter versions of other people, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and it's like, with the exception of maybe Drew McIntyre and Roman Reigns, everyone else is just kind of like, you want them to cut the same promos, you want them to look the same and you know and uh, you know you want them to do the same thing so it's like if you're a bad guy you're going to cheat you're going to do x y and z if you're a uh, face you're going to do x y and z and mm-hmm. it's kind of like that there's no um uh there's really not a lot of uh um things setting them apart so it's very ref- and AEW has their quirks too you know AEW's booking is kind of it's kind of all over the place sometimes but yeah they, they do have, um, I think here lately, AEW is putting together some more exciting stuff with the help of Impact Wrestling and uh, AAA, uh, like you had mentioned. Yeah, and I think it's even, you know, good that, that they do that because, you know, some people don't even know who some of these people are, and that's mm-hmm. how they'll discover them by doing these crossovers. Like, um, I had no idea who Jeff Cobb was until mm-hmm. AEW brought him over for a couple stints whenever he was like a, I guess like an honorary member of the inner circle, whenever mm-hmm. Jericho was facing Moxley, he came up, you know, gave him the, uh, what's it called? I think it's like tour of the islands. That's what his finisher is called. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, yeah, that's how I discovered Jeff Cobb. And he's a, he's a ring of honor cat. And I never would have known who he was had AEW not done a crossover with him. So that just goes to show that, you know, it's a, it's a positive thing to do. I mean, you're going to get the views and people will go and say, oh, well, I like this guy. So I'm going to go check out the promotion that he's in. So it's mm-hmm. a win-win for, for both companies. Yeah, absolutely, man. So it's, you know, it's, it's uh, definitely, uh, you know, it, it, it's uh, very reminiscent of uh, like a territory. So in the back of the day on territories, um, they would communicate with each other. You know, um, if you're uh, a Ric Flair or you're, like um, a uh, Midnight Express, or if you're, you know, kind of like a hot commodity, you'll go, you'll go to maybe like uh, Mid South Territory, then you'll go over to Florida, then you go up to New York, and you'll bounce to all these different territories. That way, like um, the fans in in, in uh, the first territory or second one, they they don't get that tired of you, so they don't get used to seeing you. You can bounce around. And these uh, these territory companies, you know, they they were able to share talent. So it's kind of very reminiscent of that. It's a, it's a very cool thing, definitely. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, but um, so kind of uh, switching gears here. Um, I know that uh, normally we talk about pro wrestling on this uh, on this podcast, uh, but um, and and I know last time we talked a little NBA, um, but um, I definitely want to shed some light on uh, a fight that you and I are. Are both looking forward to. I I, I feel like, mm-hmm. and that is uh, this Saturday, uh, Conor McGregor, the notorious Conor McGregor, is uh, 
he's coming out of uh, out of his hole, if you will. He's coming out of a, a year layoff to face uh, Dustin the Diamond Poirier, um, you know, over there in the Abu Dhabi, over there in the uh, the uh, you know Middle East, if you will, uh, Fight Island, their new uh, their new new arena, the UFC's new arena. So, um, what uh, what are your overall thought, thoughts on that fight? And uh, what does it mean to you as a fan to see Conor McGregor make his return? I'm actually looking forward to this fight. Um, just because, I mean, I've always liked Conor McGregor. Mm-hmm. Half, half yes, half no. And I'll get more into that um, in a little bit. Um, oh, okay. But, uh, I, I mean, Conor just puts on clinics, you know, whoever he fights, regardless if he loses or wins. But... Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you can probably agree, attest to this. Like, if you've seen like the last couple fights he's done, he's obviously like a dominant fighter, mm-hmm. but he's more he's more, more humble about his um, fights. Like used to, he would you know um, just always pop off, mouth off stuff, you know, act like an asshole. And but I mean, like with the last you know Cerrone fight that he did. You know, he um, knocked the mess out the dude. No one gave him a hug. No one just gave, like, his uh, mom or his grandmother a hug. One of those two. And it's just kind of nice seeing Connor being a, a nicer gent about it. Um, but as far as the fight goes tomorrow, um, I hope it's not like a a quick knockout. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, don't think it, I don't think it will be. And, like, don't get me wrong, those are cool to see, for sure. Like, you know, walking up and, bam, the dude's out. But it's also, like, man, you know, I just paid, you know, whatever for the pay-per-view. And yeah. Are you, okay. uh, yeah, um, let me see. Yeah, okay. So, um, yeah, you, you were, uh, I could hear you up until you started talking about, like, quick knockouts and stuff. So, if you can just pick up from there. Uh, okay, okay. So, for those who don't know, we... Just had a little technical difficulty, so we had to restart. But um, we'll probably just splice this. So if it doesn't make sense, that's why. Um, but what I was saying was, um, I basically I want to see an actual fight. I don't want to see like a one round knockout, you know. in this fight, I do want Connor to win, and I think he will win. But mm-hmm. I want it to either be like you know a TKO later on in the fight, or go to decision. Mm-hmm. That's basically the gist of what I was battling about. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure, man. Well, um, so it's uh, it's one of those things of you know um, I agree. You know, I think um, it is always exciting. I think um, to see kind of a quick knockout because you know, sure you can get in and out. Um, Connor, you mentioned Connor's last fight against uh, Cowboy. You know, it was um, I think uh, right around a minute. You know, he comes out, shoots that left hand. Uh, Cowboy ducks under, clinches up. And then uh, Connor starts uh, slamming those uh, shoulder blades and yeah. uh, Cerrone's face. Yeah, I really messed him up. And then eventually um, <clears throat> separated, you know, hit him with that, uh, that left high kick and finished him from there. But, um, yeah, you know, um, I think, um, uh, you know, with Connor, it's always like a spectacle. Because if you really look at it, you know, when Connor first came into the UFC, you know, he's always been like a main event guy. I think his mm-hmm. first fight was... Uh, his first guy fight against Marcus Brimage was maybe on the prelims. And then the second fight uh, went against uh, Max Holloway was, um, uh, I think it was the main event of the prelims. And then from there, it's just always been, you know, he's either been a May card guy or he's been a main event. And it's, yeah. um, and he's at the point now where uh, he, he's probably the uh, UFC's highest drawing fighter. So, you know, um, and uh, so a lot of people want to talk about how great Khabib is. They're huge fans of Khabib. But if you look at the logistics, um, there hasn't been a fight of Khabib's that's been sold out except for the fight he had with Connor. So, um, and also, um, you know, any fight with Connor is going to sell. Any, so the UFC knows this. They know that this weekend's fight is, you know, it's going to sell a lot. Or there's going to be a lot of eyeballs on there. And um, if you, any uh, casual fans, they know who Conor McGregor is. So he's the big oh, yeah. ticket. He's the show. Um, so it's uh, so this whole card and everything's kind of built around him. It's going to be interesting as far 
you know, Connor's good at a lot of things. He's very, he's, uh, he's got that touch of death in his left hand, you know, as always, but, uh, he's got just beautiful kicks, you know, whether he's kind of flicking them out there to set you up, to get you to come forward so he can tag you with that left hand, or he's got beautiful kicks to the body. He's got a great spin back kick. He's got a solid chin. Um, you know, his, uh, take down the fence and his scrambles, you know, they're very good. You know, he's showcased those against, uh, Habib. Um, you know, so and even if you're not coming forward on him, Connor is uh, very well equipped or very well equipped. He's well equipped to um, kind of uh, chase you down, stalk you and then uh, start tagging with those left hands or those uh, those uh, precise that precise timing and that precise timing with power. And then eventually he could finish you. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how he can use that against uh, Dustin Poirier. Um, now. Uh, you know, I think uh, Dustin Poirier in, in his own right is a fantastic fighter, you know, uh, former interim champion, uh, interim lightweight champion, um, has gone on a, a fantastic run here lately. Um, I think, uh, a lot of people are kind of overlooking him. They shouldn't, uh, you know, Dustin Poirier, solid chin, solid wrestler. He's, uh, really good. He's not great at one thing, but he's good all around. And I think, um, what we're going to see in this see Connor able to um, dictate the pace early, get uh, Dustin backing up, and either get him to come forward with a, a counter, and then so Connor can counter him, or he's gonna get up against the fence and uh, start, you know, picking away, and then eventually, uh, <clears throat> you know, eventually um, he's gonna eventually finish him, or we're gonna see Dustin, you know, able to kick those legs, kick that body, um, you know, work in some counters of his own. And uh, working some wrestling, and so um, I think uh, I think that fight's going to be determined kind of within the first few moments of the fight. You know what I mean? <clears throat> within the first round of them filling themselves out. So you know, I don't know. It's um, even with uh, even in that Habib fight, you know, Connor was able to uh, get Habib backing up in that third round, and then you know, stuff his takedown when Habib shot a, uh, shot a double out in the open on him. Uh, Connor was able to stuff it, uh, stay on his feet. You know, of course he's, he, uh, lost that fight, but, uh, he showed some really good promise. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, so it's, do you uh, think that, mm-hmm. no, 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 go ahead. I was just going to ask, uh, do you, do you think that Habib's going to give in and do another fight with Connor? See, that's another thing that's kind of, you know, uh, Habib's always looming in the background. Um, you know, I don't know, because it's um, money-wise, the money makes sense. Um, you know, as far as his legacy, I don't know, because we already seen how that fight played out. You know what I mean? We already seen the first fight, you know, yeah. whether, you know, and of course, Connors come out and he said, well, Habib's not the real champion. There was no ceremony. and. Habib scared to fight me and all this stuff, but you know it's it, you know it's like my man. We uh, we seen that fight. We seen how it played <laughs> yeah. out. We yeah. uh, so with Habib, it's like anyone, whether it's Dustin Poirier, Conor McGregor, Edson Barbosa, uh, Michael Johnson, Justin Gaethje, whoever, anybody but Glacian T-Bell, Basically, Habib's been able to put him against you know back him up against the fence for that takedown, put them on their backs and just, you know, control yeah. them and maul them. Yeah. And he, I mean, that, he doesn't really need to be, uh, he doesn't need to be an elite striker when he could do that to you. So it's yeah. like, with him, it's like, you know, can you stop the takedown? And if you can stop the takedown, you know, can you stop many? Can you back, uh, circle off the fence and get Habib to fight your fight? And, um, but um, I don't know. You know, I I think legacy-wise, Habib probably doesn't need it, you know, because he already has a win over Dustin and uh, Connor. Um, money-wise, it would make sense. And he's sitting at 29-0. And I think there's some part of him that's thinking, like, maybe maybe 30-0. Because 30-0 sounds better than 29-0. You know? yeah. But at the same time, though, is, you know, he... Uh, you know, he made a promise to, you know, his mother, he made a promise to 
um, his family that I'm not going to fight um, without my dad, you know, and of course, uh, for those of you that pay attention, um, you know, Habib, you know, uh, recently lost his father um, due to COVID-19 um, and then went into that uh, fight with Justin Gaethy, his last fight, and he was able to pull that out. And then after that, he said, I'm done. But uh, the UFC has not stripped him yet. So um, that's another interesting, interesting development. Um, so yeah, I don't know. On a, on a, um, it was either UFC's Instagram or Dana White's Instagram. They, you know, they did that little teaser where um, Dana White took uh, Habib into a room and shut the door as if, you know, they're you know, sitting there talking contracts or, you know, whatever. But, uh, you know, yeah, I, I, uh, I, I agree with you on the on the whole Connor fight. Like, mm-hmm. I don't fit, he, you know, he doesn't need this fight. You know, he's already, you know, he can just say, all right, I've already beat you. I'm done with it. But on, on the flip side, it's like, you know, we all want to see that rematch, you know, regardless if you, you know, if you're full, if you know, if you're team Connor or team Habib, you know, that that's a rematch that everybody wants to see because it's one of those, mm-hmm. and, you know, Connor was saying on like an interview um, this past week or whatever, you know, he was saying that I wasn't the best that I'm at, but, you know, he, um, Habib was at the best that he could be. And he wants, you know, Connor just wants him, you know, now that he had a couple more fight experience, you know, and so, I mean, Connor will always say that, you know, that he's prepared to be that one. I mean, that, I mean, he, he says that with everybody, but he's like <laughs> really driving at with, with Habib for a second fight. And that's, I mean, I, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those things that, you know, that fight would definitely sell it also, you know, everybody knows who Conor McGregor is at this point. You know, I'm even going to go the length of saying that Conor is in the leagues of, you know, Michael Jordan and Mike Tyson, you know, you, you know, someone, you know, doesn't watch a lick of basketball, never seen a game. They don't know who Michael Jordan is just because of his provenance. Same with Mike Tyson um, or even Muhammad Ali, you know, they don't watch, I mean, I'm not a boxing guy by any stretch of the imagination, but I know who <laughs> Mike Tyson and Muhammad Ali is, you know, it's the same way with Conor McGregor. It's like, no, nah, I'm not a big UFC guy, but, oh, there's that Conor McGregor again running his mouth. Mm-hmm. Same so yeah. I, think, I think that fight would totally sell out if they did that. Yeah, he, is, he, he kind of, is, he's kind of uh, transitioned. Yeah, definitely. You know, and I think, um, you know, I think for you know if if uh, if you're Habib, definitely that fight with Connor sells. Um, but I mean, you don't need it because you know I think the uh, for me, you know, the gap is too big. There's just anybody that gets in there with Habib, you have to stop those takedowns, and not just one, but you have to stop multiple takedowns. And not only that, you know, if you're worried about the we've seen in the uh, the uh, Connor fight. And the second at the beginning of the second round, Connor was ready for that takedown, and then Habib just came over the top with the right hand and tagged him and put him on his butt. So it's like yeah. he could do that to you. So and it's like and he's got a solid chin. I mean, it's like he's you're not gonna out wrestle the guy. So it's like inevitable. So um, no matter you know, how I don't prepared know. you think you are for Habib, you're still not prepared enough. <laughs> And, and exactly. So I so I think, you know, Connor definitely gives, um, you know, Connor can say that. He can say, well, I, I, you know, I was partying. I was doing this too much. But I mean, you still have to stop that takedown. And you have to stop it. One after the other, one after the other. Um, there there were certain parts in that fight, that uh, Connor uh, Habib fight, where, you know, I, I don't know, maybe different training camp, but... Still, it, it, it's kind of like Habib is a machine. He's just going to come at you. He's going to keep coming at you. So, you know, we, we have wait to see. Um, you know, I, I'm okay if, if Habib never fights me uh, as a fan. I'm okay with it. Um, I would like to see it, sure. But if it doesn't happen, oh, well. So, but yeah. Um, but uh, what, do you, what is your official prediction for, uh, for this fight? I'm going Conor McGregor in the fourth round. I'm calling fourth round. You heard, 
You've heard it first here, folks. <laughs> okay. Conor McGregor, fourth round KO, right? Yes, sir. All right. Well, hey, um, and uh, I will uh, I will pick opposite of you, you know, um, oh, just because. Content. Yeah, because, you know, Very why good. not? So um, I'm going to go Dustin Poirier split decision. Oh, I like it. You know. Yeah, I'm there you go. Ready. I'm Boom. ready to see how this goes. <laughs> well, Absolutely. Let's, let's put let's put a pretend five imaginary five dollar bill bet on on the fight. <laughs> there you go. So that way, if I lose, uh, one of you uh, beloved fans can uh, pay Dathan for me, and vice versa. <laughs> we'll leave we'll leave my cash app info on the on the info or on the store. The comments. The, uh, yeah, on the comments for the video. Yeah, that thing. Yeah. Audio. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> yeah, something. But, uh, but yeah, so, um, you know, and of course, um, you know, um, they're not the only fight on the card. You know, of course, we have Michael Chandler, uh, you know, Dan Hooker. Those are really the only two fights that kind of stand out for me. You know, of course, you have uh, uh, a plethora of wonderful women, men and women, you know, talented men and women on the card. But really, I mean, if we're just being honest, those two fights are the only the main and co-main are the only two that really make sense. Uh, you know, of course, Michael Chandler, the former Bellator lightweight champion, coming up. This is his first fight in the UFC. Um, I think the UFC has – it's confusing because either they have really big plans for him and they're giving him kind of a whole pro, uh, high-profile name like Dan Hooker, or they want to see him lose. I can't decide. But, uh, so, but yeah, um, kind of switching gears here, though. Um, before we recorded, we were talking about – AEW, so AEW, um, the uh, the most recent AEW news, um, you know, and of course AEW, they're getting uh, prepared for their um, the end of February uh, AEW Revolution, and of course WB, um, they're going to be uh, hosting Royal Rumble, which will be at the end of next weekend. So we'll try to get together before then and uh, get a show together with you guys. But uh, for right now, let's just go ahead and focus on AEW. Um, now on this most recent episode of Dynamite, we seen, uh, I think, you know, one of the big highlights is, you know, we, uh, did that, uh, that six man, um, tag with, um, uh, uh, inner circle. And of course, uh, Brody Lee Jr. had a birthday. Um, and then, uh, Cody, uh, Rhodes went out there and squashed, uh, uh, what's that kid's name? Uh, uh, Peter Avalon, pretty Peter Avalon. Pretty Peter. Yeah, pretty. That's kind of. Uh, I don't know. I don't know about that. But uh, uh, but um, what do you want to get into first? You want to let's 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 go with uh, Cody Rhodes and uh, Peter Peter. Yeah. Peter. Peter, Peter, Peter but let's Puffer. knock that one out really quick. Yeah. So um, you know, very quick match. I mean, Cody Rhodes just showed up, uh, kicked ass and left. Really. Um, what did you? What were some of your takeaways from that match? Um. I think Cody Rhodes is getting ready to. Um, I mean, the match was was you know good. It was quick. I think they're getting ready to do you know something not necessarily like something big, but you know a match where he he's got yeah I cannot talk to it as I've already said. Um, the next pay per view that they're doing, they're gonna have Cody Rhodes and they're fighting somebody. Um, don't know who yet, but you know with this match that they just did. Um, pretty Peter did uh, screw up, you know, Cody's knee in, in the match. So I think, mm-hmm. you know, with the next couple, you know, weeks, you know, they're really going to be focusing on, you know, oh, well, Pretty Peter messed up Cody's knee. And, you know, every week that passes, you know, they're all just going to go for the knee and try and take Cody out before, you know, the the pay-per-view, how, you know, every wrestling company will do. Focus on the injury until that match and during the match it's going to be mm-hmm. a big point and then Cody will find the strength at the end of the match and pull the finisher take the win mm-hmm. and everybody will he'll just blow kisses to everybody <laughs> <laughs> yeah well you know and uh, uh Cody um Cody Rhodes was able to hit a, a beautiful uh cutter kind of like out of nowhere as they say um <laughs> to, to kind of start that comeback but uh but yeah then um, of course you know he beats Avalon with the uh what was it a finger forelock Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, you know, Cody was going to give him a whack to the face, but, uh, yeah. So, um, got the win pretty easy. You know, like you said, he, uh, he was able to work on that knee a little bit, but I mean, 
you know, that definitely can, uh, we'll, we'll see going forward. But uh, and P- pretty Peter Avalon, of course, had been on a winning streak from uh, AEW Dark. So, uh, you know, getting his, uh, his uh, chance in the spotlight, maybe a little bit, went over a little bit quicker than he thought. Thought it should have, but uh, here we are. But yeah, um, yeah uh, Brody Lee, uh, Brody Lee Jr. had a birthday. Um, negative one. Uh, negative one. Yeah. What's uh? What were your thoughts about that? that Coco Banana. Inter- yeah. Yeah. That was pretty entertaining. Mm-hmm. Um. How? Oh, I can't remember the dude's name. The two dudes who came in and interrupted the the bit, but um. Um. How uh, I love at the towards the end where um, they give Brody Lee the or Brody Lee Junior I should say the kendo stick and he just smacks the dude in the head with it. That was pretty comical. And yeah, the, the, uh, the in, Serpico. Serpico. Yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm. what's his name getting thrown into the cake? That's always fun. Mm-hmm. I was hoping I was hoping that you know little negative one was going to enjoy his cake, but I think he enjoyed hitting. Um, What's his name? But the candlestick a lot more because I know I would. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, I mean, the match is good. And then towards the end, they uh, try to get old Hangman Adam Page to join the Dark Order, mm-hmm. and to no avail, he did not join. Yeah, just uh, just grabbed that bottle of booze and uh, went in the back. <laughs> and said, "No, nah, I'm sorry." Yeah, well, uh, you know, and uh, with Brody Lee uh, Jr., you know, he. Uh, he was uh, very polite in letting the Dark Order know that his birthday was three days ago. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah. he did the signature paper throw. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, yeah. Um, so, hey, happy birthday, Brother Lee Jr. Uh, but, um, and then, of course, um, you know, we, uh, uh, we had uh, John Moxley and uh, Nick um, Comorito. Is it Comorito? It's C-O-M-O-R-O-T-O. I can never. Yeah, that stupid buff guy. <laughs> that stupid buff guy. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, as they say, uh, you know, oh Nick uh, Komoto, Komoto, uh looks good getting off the bus. But uh, that was uh, that's about it. Um, yeah, you know, um, super buff guy uh, going out there with John Moxley, the former AEW World Champion. Um, what did you? Uh, what do you think about uh, that overall match, and then um, kind of what's the uh, what does the future hold for John Moxley after that? It wasn't a bad match, you know. Moxley, who for those of you who watched, you know he won by a rear naked choke. I would have liked to see a paradigm shift. That's just me, but mm-hmm. um, I don't know if they're just gonna like job Moxley now because I mean. I don't know if this if this guy Nick Camarado or whatever, however the hell you say his name, I think it's the first time I've seen him on AEW. So, mm-hmm. and for the three of you that listen to this, if you know that he's been on it before, you can say I'm an idiot. But um, if they're just gonna, I mean, it's looking like they're kind of just giving him <laughs> jobbers at this point, just to kind of. My little filler matches, I would say. Mm-hmm. But I think, um, and it may just be to, you know, build some momentum for John for future title matches or um, feuds. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't know why, and I, and I can't remember the dude who he looks like, but this Nick Camarado um, dude. What, who's the dude who, um, I think it was like in the 80s or 90s or whatever, got stabbed in the shower? And uh, Bruiser Brody. Yeah, he, he reminded me a lot of Bruiser Brody, and I don't know why. <laughs> I, I, think, I think it was the hair that did it for me. <laughs> yeah, that, um, uh, that kind of uh, uh, wild look. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, uh, came out with the... Uh, yeah, definitely has the the wild hair. Has the, he looks a lot like uh, what is it? Uh, Ray Jackson from uh, Bloodsport. Remember that guy? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. looks like. That. <laughs> so uh, yeah, the, this this <laughs> yeah this was the uh, the the first time um, I had seen him. So yeah, just kind of a big wild man out there. You know, nice uh, nice big man, as they say. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, you know, nothing really rememberable. Um, you know, uh, Moxley hit him with that uh, that German suplex into that to that sleeper, the uh, RNC, as they say. Um, yeah, and then uh, and then cut that promo on um, Kenny Omega. So um, it, it looks like you know that might be the ongoing storyline uh, from here on out. But yeah, you know, I I think they're probably just going to keep feeding John Moxley um, guys from AEW Dark, and then. Uh, I guess, yeah. So with AEW's booking, there's really no fucking telling. I mean, maybe at Revolution, he'll just pop out of nowhere and then they'll have an impromptu match or I don't know. You know, it's, uh, yeah. But, uh, you know, kind of uh, moving forward, um, we, uh, what was it? Uh, oh, uh, Private Party. Um, you know, they were joined by uh, Matt um, Matt Hardy, Matt Hardy and uh, Stoop Dog, of all people. Um you know, uh, uh, private party, of course, uh, Mark Quinn and, uh, Isaiah Cassidy, um, must, uh, almost flubbed that one. Um, <laughs> yeah, they, uh, they, uh, you know, of course were, uh, got to hang out with Snoop Jog, got to hang out with, uh, Matt Riddle. And then, um, <clears throat> you know, of course they had that fight with a top flight and, uh, Matt Seidel, um, mm-hmm. you know, good quality match, you know, not bad. Um, um, and then, um, um, you know, of course, uh, Private Party gets the win. Uh, Mark Quinn, you know, boy, what a talent. Um, you know, he, Isaiah Cassidy, you know, he's, he's a talented guy in his own right. But, you know, I, if I'm AEW, I'm really keeping a look, I'm keeping that eye on Mark Quinn because he's a super talented dude. You know, he uh, um, was able to pick up the win with that shooting star press and uh, you know, some beautiful work out there. So, uh, you know, definitely. And, you know, and of course, Matt Riddle, uh, not Matt, Matt Riddle, uh, Matt Hardy. Matt Hardy. He got, Matt Hardy, yeah. He got, say, I was wondering what you said. I was like, that's not who we're talking about. <laughs> that's not who that is. It, cl- uh, it, it clicked that you were talking about Hardy. I was like, I'll just let him, let him roll with <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, uh, Matt Hardy, um, of course, got that hot tag, was able to lay everybody out. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's good quality, Max. You know, I, I'm a fan of Private Party. Um, it, it appears big money Matt Hardy is a fan of pri- Private Party. Um and uh yeah who isn't um you know i think um <clears throat> private party could be could be one of those tag teams that AEW is able to build up and can kind of be uh a very comparable homegrown talent you know what i mean and especially yeah. with um mark quinn you can definitely he's one of those guys that you you might have to keep you might want to keep your eye on because you know you could definitely see him kind of being a more of a main event guy going in the future. So, yeah, definitely. And then we have uh, Matt Seidel, who, um, oh, he was Evan Bourne in WWE. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he didn't get signed that long ago. It was like what a couple weeks ago that he got signed. Couple, uh, yeah, about about a month or so ago. Yeah, um, made his debut and then uh, uh, fucking fell off the turnbuckle. But yeah, um, yeah, Matt Matt, Matt Seidel, Evan Bourne, super talented guy in his own right. Um, really was just underused in WWE. Hopefully, WWE, yeah. hopefully AEW is able to use them, uh, you know, um, better. You know, um, I got left for sure, definitely. You know, and, and he's, uh, he's he's like thirty seven or somewhere around there now, so he's yeah, he's you know, chicken. Well, and, and and with the amount of uh, high risk moves he's able to, you know, he's able to execute, and the amount of wear and tear he puts on his body, yeah, you know, definitely it's. Um, and it's one of the things of, I think uh, AEW could probably benefit from maybe getting more of a uh, X division or junior heavyweight division or a cruiserweight division out there because you have guys like Park Quinn, you have you know Matt Seidel, you have Top Flight, you have uh, Isaiah Cassidy, um, you have a lot, of, you have a uh, Jungle Boy, um, you have um, uh, what's that kid's name? Um, the other guy from uh, Jungle Marco Express, Stunt. Marco Stunt. So you have a lot of smaller guys that are able to kind of. Um, um, uh, do all the high risk moves, so maybe that might be something AEW is looking forward to in the future. It's kind of adding that cruiserweight division. Um, maybe they can do a better job with it than uh, WWE or and WCW. I think uh, that era of cruiserweights was probably one of the best eras. You know, at that at that point, you had Eddie Guerrero, you had Dean Malenko, you had Rey Mysterio Jr., you had uh, Chris Jericho, uh, Eddie Guerrero. Um, you know, the uh, Psychosis, Hubertu Guerrera, uh, Ultimo Dragon, La Parca, you know, you have just a wealth of um, cruiserweight talent. 
And um, it's looking more and more like AEW is able to bring those kind of uh, quote unquote little guys that are able to do all the flippy shit and uh, make it really exciting. So it'd be interesting to see um, in the future if they go that direction or if they just, you know, uh, keep showcasing those that uh, young talent like WWE. <laughs> Yeah, so who knows? Uh, but uh, and then of course uh, we have uh, Penelope Penelope Ford um, against uh, Leia. Could never say her last name. Um, her snitch um, H I R S C H Arsh Arsh Arsh. Yeah, whatever. Um, but um, you know, yeah. So we with that match, um, of course Penelope Ford uh, used to be the bunny to uh, Blade and the Butcher. But uh, I, I think she's who she with now. Like who is she managing now? Um, I guess it doesn't matter. But um, but yeah. So, kind uh, of. Uh, what what do you think about with, this? Um, Kip Saban and Chuck Taylor. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's right. Um, um, and Miro, the best, the mm. beast, the best man, the best, the beast man. man, the best man. That's right. So, um. What did you think about this? Uh, you know, this uh, this match with um, Penelope Ford and uh, Hirsch out there. Eh, it was it was okay. Mm-hmm. I'm, I mean, I'm. I mean, to be honest, Penelope Ford and um, Layla Hirsch, Hirsch, whatever, however you say her last name, they're not really being on my radar right now, and. Mm-hmm. It was kind of one of those. While the match was going, I was scrolling through Instagram. That's that's how the match went for, for me. Wow. Okay. Um, well, sorry, know, sorry, I, um... sorry to the cats who like. <laughs> wow. I'm sorry. Okay. But... What did you did you did you slide in your DM? What she she gave me the hand or what? I mean, what happened? What? It seems like you're you're upset. No, no, it's not upset by any means. Oh, uh, okay. Just, All right. It was just, it was just kind of boring for me. I got you. Well, you know, um, I think, I think both women, they, they're definitely very talented. You know, uh, Penelope Ford, you know, of course, um, has that, uh, that kind of uh, athleticism, that g- gymnastic ability um, that I thought was really cool. You know, um, and uh, you know, of course, she picks up the win. Um, you know. Uh, uh, Sabian was able to uh, hold her foot on the ropes where she can uh, pick up that win. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, um, Hirsch, uh, you know, looked good. I mean, that, you know, and, and you know, um, and that, it's a shame you didn't watch this match. He looked good, you know. Uh, the different parts of this match, you can tell that he has the technical ability that maybe some of the other women on the AEW roster don't. Um, so, you know, I liked it. I mean, it, it was okay. It was. It was an okay match. Um, so I'm interested to see what both ladies present um, in the future. Um, but I mean, again, it's it's kind of like AEW. You got to really figure out what the fuck you're doing with Penelope Ford and some of these other other stellar talent out there. Because one minute she's with the Butcher and the Blade, then she's with Sabian and um, uh, Miro and uh, Chuck Taylor. So, um, and the stuff with uh, Taylor Miro was kind of eh. I mean, um, yeah, and then yeah. of course, Orange, I'm not I'm not the biggest yeah. fan of that either. Yeah, and then uh, then uh, Orange Cassidy, you know, um, you know, kind of made his uh, made his presence known. Um, but I mean, it was kind of like eh, eh. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, so. I, would, I, would, I just wish that they did something better with Miro, like. Mm-hmm. They essentially turned him into, um, like a filler guy. Is essentially kind of what I'm looking at him as. Like, jerkers, as they would say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I definitely think WWE screwed up by letting him go. Of course, mm-hmm. you know they they had they had to make their cuts. And I mean, it's understandable. You know, a lot of businesses had to do that due to COVID. But, um, like they really. I mean, even it, it's one of those I, I wish they didn't get rid of him, but they also should have used him more. And mm-hmm. with you know, I mean, he's he's on AEW now, but they're not using him right, in my opinion. Like mm-hmm. he, he doesn't he doesn't need Chuck Taylor to, you know, be in his 
you know, be part of that little group. You know, he could very well be, you know, a heavyweight champion in AEW mm-hmm. if, if they used him right. Because he's definitely mm-hmm. got the build. He's got the character for it. You know, he was a former, you know, United States champion in WWE. Um, I want to say he was WWE champion also. I could be wrong on that. But, I mean, especially like in, when he first got into WWE, when, mm-hmm. uh, like, he was just a monster. Like, you know, no, no one could beat him. You know, he was just this big brute. And they had to send old John Cena in there to screw everything up. The Bulgarian brute. Yeah. If you will. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, WWE started booking him out right, you know. And then, I mean, obviously, you know, you can't be, you know, the strong guy forever. Obviously, things got to come to an end, you know, to a certain Mm -hmm. extent. But, you know, with what um, AEW's doing with Miro, man. I'm like two thumbs down. Use him better than that. He's definitely a singles competitor type of guy. He doesn't need anyone else. Oh, for sure. Well, you know, and um, um, uh, to correct you, um, he wasn't WWE champion, but he was the uh, WWE United States champion three times. So yeah, yeah, yeah. there we go. That's what I was. Saying. Yeah, yeah. But I agree. You know, I think um, you know, I. You know, it's kind of like they built Miro up to this big thing, and then it was like we're gonna have this big send off, and and they did the same thing with Brian Cage, um, you know, and um, so it's kind of like you have a lot of talent AEW, but it's I I don't you know uh, I don't know we'll uh, we'll wait and see, but it's kind of like if you're it's Miro, they definitely need to work out their their kinks. Right, and it and it's one of those things of if you're Miro, you got to kind of start looking around and wondering, like, okay, is it like, am I going to get my chance now, or is it because you got Brian Cage? Brian Cage is a, a mountain of a man, just jack to the gills, um, you know, uh, talented guy as well, and it's and he's stuck in that uh, the FTW uh, crew with uh, Taz, which you know, not to knock those guys, but it's it's kind of like. If they didn't have the two smaller guys, it wouldn't be a problem. Um, yeah, but I don't. I don't remember what the other buff dude's name is. But um, whenever it was, because for a little bit, for like a week or two or something like that, it was just Brian Cage, the other buff dude, and then Taz, which was you know like a powerhouse team, mm-hmm. you know, and I thought that was great. And then I think there was like a couple weeks where I didn't get to watch AEW, and then I catch back up. We're not catch back up, but you know, watch that week, and then they got mm-hmm. some little scrawny dude. I'm like, what the hell is this? What are they thinking? Yeah, that's like it's like pairing up, you know, Rikishi with you know, like Rey Mysterio. Mm-hmm. It's just it's one of those like, what are you doing? And I mean, if, mm-hmm. if they got rid of the two, you know, small fries, <laughs> uh, Mm-hmm. I, I think it, it would work better for Brian Cage. I mean, obviously, Brian Cage is still a, you know, he would work ultimately better as a singles competitor. But if he had, if you know, if he had to be, you know, in a, in a quote unquote faction or team, it should be just with the other the other guy, and you know, have Taz manage that. I think that would work out better than having all four of those guys. Yeah, or or just Brian Cage and uh, and Taz. Yeah, that would work also. Yeah, for sure. Well, um, and um, but yeah. Uh, so speaking of uh, teams and such, um, you know, we get to uh, the uh, the main event, if you will. Uh, we have the entire inner circle out there uh, fighting amongst themselves. We have the um, we have uh, MJF and Chris Jericho versus Santana and Ortiz versus Sammy Guevara and Jake Hager. Um, and, uh, this was to crown who gets to be the duo, who gets to be the, uh, the Staples, the official uh, team, the official, uh, you know, tag team, uh, challenger or tag team. Yeah. Tag. Yeah. Tag team challenger. Sorry. Messed that up. Um, but, uh, what did you think about this, uh, this, uh, the squabble between the inner circle? It's I'm I'm half and half on it because well like the match itself was good you know we got to see all this all everybody's signature moves and everything um 
I just, it's one of those, like, I don't know if, you know, AEW is trying to push the inner circle as, like, you know, a modern-day NWO, because I, I just can't see it. But, uh-huh. like, um, it's one of those, like, they're, I feel like they're trying too hard, one. And right. then, you know, they have all these, they have their, they're having their inner, um, inner circle squabbles not to, um, poem was not intended on that. Um, well, like, <laughs> like the inside heat, you know, with um, MJF and Sammy Gabar, you know, there's obviously heat between those two. And then Wardlow and Jake Hager obviously hate each other. And they're having, like, you know, these inner, inside, you know, quarrels, if you will. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. Like, like the, the physical match itself is good, but the whole, mm-hmm. um, like, um, figuring out who's the official tag team and all this. I don't know. It was kind of confusing for me. But no. yeah, for sure. You know, it was it was kind of, um, you know, I agree. I think the match was the match itself was good. It, it wasn't a bad match. You know, everyone kind of got to do their stuff, as they say. Um, you know, for me, I think, uh, you know, and of course, um, uh, MJF uh, gets the win uh, when he, you know, after he pinned uh, Sammy Guevara. But um, I mean, it was cool. You know, you got to see Hager hit Jericho, you know, with that uh, that right hand. And then uh, Sammy Guevara got that uh, springboard cutter. And then, um, uh, you know, so it, it's kind of like everyone got to kind of come out there and use their finish, you know, do do the big stuff, get the high spots. Um, but, uh, you know, for me, I think, um, um, you know, in that uh, in that match, it just kind of really shines a light on how good Santana and Ortiz are as a team. You know, um, I think they probably had the best chemistry as um, out of those three, uh, those three, you know, teams in the mm-hmm. inner circle. Um you know, and Santana Ortiz, for me, they they worked a lot more like a traditional tag team than maybe MJF and Chris Jericho or Sammy Guevara and uh, Jake Hager. And then, of course, you know, like you said, you know, you have Wardlow not going along with Jake Hager. And it's just kind of, I mean, I get like if AEW, that's your, um, that's your, uh, your version of uh, the NWO, your version of Evolution. Uh, it might be a little bit early to try to do like an inner conflict. I mean, you you first want to you first want to get people to care. You want get you want people to care about um, the inner circle before you try to break them up. You know what I mean? And yeah, yeah. maybe maybe just not the right not the right amount of time. You know, but it's um. They they got a lot of living in uh, within you know the match was what fifteen minutes or something so yeah give or take yeah I mean not a bad match for you know fifteen minutes and you know uh, you get you got you got your money's worth in in, in that match I, I feel like so yeah you know it's just one of those like with you know I, I feel like you know they rushed like I said you know they they didn't give it time yeah there was the pacing know. was off yeah you know for those of you like you know. If you didn't watch, you know, because before AEW was official on TV, they had like a pay per view and, you know, a couple um, tapings or whatever. But on like the first episode, I want to say it was, you know, Chris Jericho comes out and says, Oh, hey, I'm part of this team. We're calling ourselves the Inner Circle. For one, the name sucks. And for two, like, it's not guys who have chemistry together. You know what I mean? Like, Mm-hmm. Um, whenever Santana and Ortiz were in, you know, TNA or Impact, they were they were part of LAX. You know, it mm-hmm. it, it, it fit the bill. You know, it, that's mm-hmm. it's like getting Undertaker and John Cena as a tag team. It just doesn't. You know, they don't have chemistry together. It, it's mm-hmm. all it's all different characters, is what it is. Now, if you were to do like um, MJF. And Chris Jericho with Wardlow, that could work, I feel like, if you just want to work mm-hmm. with them. But, you know, having all these guys just starting out, you know, if you're going for, like, you know, an NWO thing, NWO didn't start out with, you know, five guys. You know, it was uh, Nash, Hall, and uh, Hogan. And, I mean, even before that, it was just Nash and Hall doing their thing. 
Yeah, the the, uh, the outsiders. There. Yeah, you know they they you know they they made they built it up to where it was like you know it made you invest your time into watching this, and you know you can you see how fruitful that was. I I feel like you know if even if they were going to use um, the same guys with you know same name and all that, that's fine. Mm-hmm. They but they should have waited it out, and also. Another thing that AW I feel like needs to work on, is they have too many freaking tag teams and too many stables. Mm-hmm. Like they've got you know Dark Order, Jurassic Express, Private Party, Inner Circle, you know, and the list of teams goes on and on and on. It's like you know, get a few you know that you can you know have to where it doesn't become stale, but. You don't need 50 million teams and, and stables. Oh, yeah, for sure, man. Yeah, yeah, kind of uh, you want to shrink the tag teams and you want to shrink the uh, the um, stables so that way you can uh, focus on those teams and, and, and the our energy isn't dispersed among all these, uh, all these uh, numerous tag teams and, and staples. And, you know, the intention is uh, focused maybe on Four to six teams, you know, for sure. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah, I got you. I got you, my man. But uh, yeah, so um, definitely uh, some good stuff. Um, you know, um, so kind of as we're wrapping up here, um, what's uh, what do you think about um, AEW? What they're doing um, so far, and are you are you looking forward to that? Uh, how how I guess how excited are you? Looking forward to Darby Allen and Sting um, against uh, FTW at a at a Revolution. Man, I'm like I'm half and half because like you know if you listen to the other um, like podcasts that we've done, you know you know like I'm a huge Sting fan. Like Sting can do no wrong, even if he's a heel, you know face whatever you name it. I love Sting, but also. Mm-hmm. Thing isn't, you know, the man he used to be. He's he's older, you know. So um, I feel like, you know, not necessarily a modern thing, but Darby Allen is definitely that darker character that's not a heel that we all like. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense, I feel oh, for like sure. I feel like, and I'm basically just gonna call this match that, um, you know, they'll let Darby. Um, fight majority of the match just because, you know, obviously Sting's not going to be able to keep up with all these guys physically. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they'll, they'll let they'll let Darby Allen fight most of the match. He'll get, you know, beat up and hurt. He'll, he'll do a hot tag with, with Sting. Sting will do his signature moves. And if Sting doesn't do it, you know, he'll tag in. He'll probably do like a uh, Scorpion death drop and then tag in uh, Darby let it, let Darby do his fall, and that'll be the match. I, I feel like that's well, all right. what it's going to come down to. If that match happens exactly how you described it, then uh, we know that they're listening. <laughs> Tony Khan <laughs> for sure got checks payable too. <laughs> yeah, definitely for sure, man. But uh, yeah, man. Well, um, all right. Well, let's go ahead and uh, wrap this puppy up and get out of here. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, we appreciate all of you for uh, listening uh, and sticking with us. Um, we'll try to get more of a uh, um, a set schedule, you know, for you, so that way we can uh, you can hear our lovely voices even more. Um, but um, if you are uh, in the habit of asking questions, <coughs> excuse me, you can do that. You can uh, send those questions to the Facebook page, or you can email them to. Um, Spudplex Podcast. That's all one word. Spudplex Podcast at gmail.com. Or you can message the Facebook page. Uh, and while you're messaging the Facebook page, uh, give us a like, uh, give us a review, tell your friends, tell your family, uh, you know, let them know that the uh, hottest uh, sports based, wrestling based podcast is called the Spudplex Podcast with Nathan John and Jesse White here. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at Jay White Deer, and you can follow Dathan at Instagram um, at D John 
Mustard, B. John Mustard on Instagram, JYD on Instagram. Uh, and yeah, that's, uh, that's about it. Thank you, everybody. Uh, you guys have a uh, great one. Have a great weekend. Um, if you're going to check out that Connor fight, uh, just make sure you're uh, following the protocol. You're staying safe. Um, and uh, yeah, and uh, keep watching wrestling. Keep watching AEW, WWE, Pro Wrestling, MMA, and uh, keep listening to us. And uh, we'll see you next time and the time after that. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.